listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. It's Moneyline on a Sunday morning, and it's us and you against the bookies. What are we going to do? How is this going to pan out? I'll tell you like this. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. And I'm ready to drop some magic for you in the form of El Clasico down in Spain. We got Real Madrid versus Barcelona. And I think that Madrid at Moneyline, minus 150 or plus 125 to win outright. So what this happens... Oh, yeah, and, and I, I'm, I'm glad I brought this up because someone on Twitter actually asked me to explain Asian lines. Uh, my guy, Matt. So I'm actually going to explain this as well because I'm pretty sure he's listening. So just to get the Real Madrid bet out, you can either bet the spread, which is zero, so a tie gets you your money back. Soccer is different than betting NFL or uh, basketball, whatever the case is. Because in basketball, for example, you have two options as far as the sides. You have whatever, Rockets minus five or the other other side plus five. But in soccer, you have a draw. You can tie. So that's called a three-way line. So in this this particular situation, the three-way line would be Real Madrid win, Barcelona win, or the draw, which the draw usually pays you more. In this particular game, Real Madrid to win, plus 125. 100 pays you 125. Barcelona to win, 100 pays you plus 210. Or the draw, 100 pays you plus 260. So all of them are plus money. But again, you don't get a push. In basketball, you can get a push in certain occasions on, on over-unders. But there is no push in this instance. One side's got to win. Now, if you say, man, I don't want to do three ways, then it's going to cost you more because you can get Real Madrid at no spread. So if a tie happens, then you get your money back. A lot of guys like that because in soccer, a tie, they get points for that. So they're thinking at the end of the game, 80 minutes in the game, 10 minutes left. Why do we even need to press it? A tie is good for us. I wasn't even expecting a tie today. Mm -hmm. And then the last 10 minutes just play away. So be careful in soccer. The specific question that Matt asked was, what is an Asian line? Sometimes when you go look at soccer, they give you two lines. So to say minus one slash minus one and a half. Basically, they're saying half of your money, say you were putting $100, 50 of it is going to go on the minus one and 50 is going to go on the minus one and a half. It gives you two bets in the one game off that Asian line. So again, minus one, minus one and a half, that's just both game, both bets on the same game. Whatever your wager is, it's going to split it into those two. But this particular situation, I'm going back to that, let's play a little safe. Real Madrid and Barcelona, a tie here could easily be the case. But I do think Real Madrid wins. I think I'll take Real Madrid at a push, no draw. So minus 150, I'm gonna, it's expensive for me. i got to throw 100 to win 150. But if it pushes, if they tie today, I get my money back. Real Madrid wins this game as they did the last time at home. And last time they were able to win on the road. I just think that there's a lot of uh, question marks going on with that Barcelona team. Real Madrid's been fantastic defensively at home. Look for them to win today. That's the first soccer bet. Drop it. It's happening in Spain at 2 o'clock central standard time there you have it i like it my man we have a lot of nfl news this week let's get to it there's so much and the the, this one's kind of funny to me have you seen bruce arians going off on analytics no (laughs) yeah i mean like that would terrify me because you know i lean on those so much but 
Yeah, I mean, he talks. He says, "If you got to have a computer tell you to go for it on fourth and two, you're getting your ass kicked. You go, you ain't gonna make it." The computer said, "Go for it because you're likely to win the game." No, you're going to get your ass kicked. So, especially as an Astros fan, I, I'm kind of a, a big analytics type of guy. I like the numbers, and for fantasy football, you have to lean. You have to lean heavily into the numbers. That's how you predict future success. But. And Arians goes on. I don't have a math brain. You know, for me, analytics comes into play if a dude's 6'5", 240, and he's smart and he can throw. So, I mean, this is a, a big throwback because football's gotten even more analytical. You've seen it. Like, they all have a chart for what you do on fourth and this. And it's interesting to me that Arians is clearly a, a go-with-your-gut kind of guy. And the other big news coming from there is I don't think Jameis is going to be back with them. What do you think? Well, touching on the analytics standpoint and then touching on Jameis, that would be terrible. I trust my gut to get a 30-30 guy. You might want to look at the numbers when you see 30 interceptions in the column. We use the phrase, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, this is kind of broke. And, yeah, Jameis had his moments, but he also had an offense, which, if you, I mean, I'm not saying I could throw 30. I'll throw 10 in that. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm not, <laughs> but, honestly, he had a system. He had a defense that gave up a lot of points. So, yeah, he was going to have to throw touchdowns as well. It's game script. I don't know if I want Jameis back. You need, in that offense, the way that it's schemed out, a downfield thrower. You need someone that can, not only for the scheme that the coach likes, but for the weapons you have. If, you're not, if you can't take advantage of Godwin and Mike Evans yeah. and O.J. Howard, I mean, what are we doing? I, I you're throwing agree. for seven touchdowns for sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they need somebody that can push the ball down the field, and Jameis can do that. He's got a great arm. Did you see that uh, there's been a lot of jokes going around? I think he got LASIK this offseason, so everybody's saying, like, oh, you know, he'll throw 2020 interceptions uh, next year. But, uh, I mean, that's got to help. It makes me think of the movie Major League when Charlie Sheen puts on the glasses, and then all of a sudden he's a good pitcher. Maybe Jameis just needed the LASIK, and he's going to come out and have a great season next year. That would be awesome. What's crazy though is Arians is coming out and he's admitting that the teams are gonna, the team's been calling about Tom Brady and Philip Rivers. Oh yeah, and look, the weapons are great for Brady, but they do a lot of five and seven step drops in that offense, and you know Brady doesn't want to get killed. You remember like Carson Palmer took a pounding when he was playing for Bruce Arians, and you take a lot of hits when you're forty two, forty three. That's not good. 5,109 yards in 2019. That's the eighth most of the 30 for 30 project that is Jameis Winston. So the numbers were there, but I talk about how that defense was bad as well. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do with him? Are you Would you commit a little bit to him? Because I saw his name also come up that he had uh, some kind of surgery to trim is what they use. And I was thinking he needs to trim some of those interceptions <laughs> off, trim about 10 of them off. Man, I, I'm not a big Jameis guy, but it just depends on what how much you have to pay him, right? I mean, that, that that that's what it all comes down to. And I'm also seeing it's funny that him and Mariota came out at the same time in that draft. Remember, that was the debate, which quarterback to take. And now you're seeing that the Patriots are showing interest in, in Mariota. So it's funny that both of those guys might be available. You know, how quickly the top quarterback in the draft just, you know, doesn't pan out. And those were the two guys. I, I remember there was a – most coaches thought they were going to be great quarterbacks. And, you know, they haven't been terrible, but they haven't been number one pick worthy. And that same 
description. Oh. <laughs> that happens every now and then. But yeah, I mean, that same description, excuse me, that same description that you gave there, though, is a description that's used for Matt Stafford. Right. right. And uh, reports have been coming out this entire week that he was maybe on the move. Right. And then now all of a sudden his wife is coming out in reports and saying, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's what you always want is your wife to be coming out in reports and talking about, uh, you know, your contract situation. I mean, it, it's tough, right? Because with Stafford, he makes so much money, but they're never going to win anything with him. You know, the it, it's the Lions, and that's what's tough. Having to pay a, an average quarterback that much money, that just – it kind of kills you. It, it really does because you want to hold on to him, but you're really not a contender in – you, you know, you're not drafting a rookie, taking a shot at a franchise changer. I think I'd move on if I could, you know, from Stafford. He, he's good. You know, he in the right situation, he might come through. But, man, he gets hurt a lot. You know, he really does. And I just – if it hasn't happened by now, I just don't think it's going to happen. Is this the moment that, that you take your chance, though? You having that third overall pick, is that where you take it now or – I think about it, yeah. Right, because I, yeah. it's getting towards the end with Stafford, and you uh, you would like to get a quarterback that can maybe sit and learn yeah. instead of just plugging them right in. It makes perfect sense. That third pick, it's a, it's a good pick to use, but there's been interest from teams trying to trade up there to get it. And that's what will be tempting, right? If, if somebody gives you a, a big package of picks, then, yeah, you might want to take that deal. But they, they just – they never surrounded him with a running game. I mean, think of it for fantasy football. How often do you ever draft a Lions running back, right? They, they just don't run the ball. So, it, you know, he couldn't get it done with Megatron when he was there. I just – I don't think it's going to happen for him. And then we, we haven't even talked about Rivers and, and maybe where Brady might end up. What do you, I'm hearing maybe Rivers ends up with the Colts. It seems to make sense. That yeah. makes sense. I can't make sense of – Anything to do with Brady, though, because there's reports that there's been not much communication. And then you saw the courtside video that's been going around the Internet with one Julian Edelman, which is extremely tight yep. with Tom Brady outside of football. And, you know, the the, the loud, the, the you know, the announcer guys, you know, here they are. Get up. And, you know, Edelman, uh, he's over here saying, you know, he's going to be back and whatnot. And just that look. On Brady's face, it's like when you walk in your house and your dog took a crap in your house, <laughs> right? And he doesn't look at you and you're getting on him like, did you do this? Uh-huh. And then they kind of turn, but they're looking at you with the corner of their eye like, man, just stop it. It looked like that. It looked uncomfortable. And at the end, there's two ways you could take it because some are saying that he's saying, I'm not. And then you said that others are saying that he said, let's not. Let's yeah, like, not. Like, let's not get into Let's this. not do this, yeah. Julian. No, no. Or can he be saying, no, I'm not. No. Either which way, the video is going around the internet. Check it out for yourself. I don't think he's going to be back. I, I think he is. I, I think it's going to be at the last minute. I heard Ross Tucker on the air the other day, and he's like, the Patriots seem to wait for you to have another offer and then come to you with their final offer at the last minute. He brought up the Josh McDaniels thing, right? We thought he was the coach of the Colts, and then Mr. Kraft and Belichick meet with him, and then all of a sudden he's back with the Patriots. And uh, we've seen that with some of their players too. I think Belichick – makes you go out and show that you can get more and then he'll make you a final offer at the last minute i think that happens here i think ross tucker's on to something money line on espn 97.5 713-780-3776 we'll be right back don't go nowhere 
I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And if you want to know what's really whack, see, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. Hit us up on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Josh Jordan at Josh Jordan uh, at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio at Jerry Bone Knows with a Z. I was about to say at Josh Jordan with a Z. <laughs> if you threw a Z on it, that'd be, that'd be a little weird. It'd be a little weird, Jerry. Now, let's keep talking about some football because there's plenty. Right when you get around the combine, are you a big combine guy? I am. I haven't gotten to watch this week. I have everything taped. I'm going to go watch it this week. But this is when I kind of get to know these these college players, and I find it helps me with fantasy football to you know learn about the young guys early on. 119% increase over last year's day one. That's what the NFL was able to do with switching the combine to a primetime spot. Makes sense because in times of past, you know, guys are out there, you have to work. Yeah. And you're at work and they're doing this combine and you would get home and you would end up instead of watching the combine itself, you were catching pieces, cuts of it instead of sitting down. Now you got ex guy, football fan getting home and saying, man, I, this, 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 I could leave it on for a few hours while I do whatever I need to do. I like it. I like the idea. I, I do too. And it's just, you know, the NFL realizing that they're so big, even the combine will get ratings. So why not put it in prime time? And, there's not a whole lot going on right now, you know, as far as sports. You know, March Madness hasn't started yet. NFL's over. So this is a good time where they, they can get some viewers. And, you know, 40-yard dash, that kind of stuff's fun to watch. You know, some of the other ones are, are a little boring. But, you know, you always like to see when, you know, if somebody can beat Chris Johnson's record. Remember, John Ross beat it. and I think it was like a 4-2-3 or something like that. So the 40-yard dash is – I like watching that one every year. And watching Rich Eisen try to do it is pretty funny, too. What's not funny, though, is this CBA that's been going on. And it's, I hate to be talking, you hate to when it comes down to signing on the dotted line and, and figuring out how contracts can go, go forward. Just a little bit of everything. And the NFL seems to be adding a lot of different, you know, v- variables to this CBA. And one of them, for example, not that they're adding this, but all the other CBAs, they usually go about 10 years. This one's going to be 11, the way it falls. So it's going to be somewhat longer, and the term longer is being used as far as the season. How do you feel about 17 games or the expanded playoff system? Because that's the one that I don't like. I'm okay with it. Just look, I get it. It kind of dilutes the product, you know, and you get teams like the Steelers would have been in this year, and you're a big Steelers guy. They didn't look like a playoff team this year. Um, I think the Rams would have been the other team that would have gotten in last year. But for me, it's more football. You know, it's one extra week of fantasy football. So, you know, I'm excited about that. You know, so I guess then everybody won't play until that next week. So you would play all 17 weeks, you know, with the the way it'll go this year. So to me, it's another slate of games to bet on. You know, I, I like it. It depends what side I think you're on as a player. If you're a veteran, those extra games, and if you're a, a veteran that's established money-wise, where that extra money doesn't even do anything to you and you're just thinking – I just need it, make it 
to the end of this year, this this career. I'm about two or three, like a Drew Brees, you know, for example. Like, man, I just need to get out of here in one piece. I don't need this added stress of more games. But then you're looking at teams that always miss the curve, the the eight and eights of the world, you know. Then at that point, you're making the you know you you got a playoff shot every year. I don't like that. I think the playoffs is a it's a sacred group of of teams every year that fought to make it or however you. And then all of a sudden, we're adding these other teams, which like okay, this year the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, as as nice as the Cinderella story was with the backup quarterback, uh, that team didn't. I mean, I didn't want to see them yeah. win a sixteen to ten game in the wild card round. It just doesn't sound amusing to me. Um, I don't like it as far as that. But as a gambler, you're thinking more football. Right. I'm down. I am totally down as with a this. Fan, it, look, I get why some of the players don't want to do it. But as a fan, more football. But I will say to your point. More football means at the end of the year, you are going to have some injured guys. You're going to be watching some players that you've never heard of because they're playing more games. It's the end of the year. We talk about it all the time. Every year, there's some guy on your fantasy football team at running back that helps you win your league, and you've never heard of him before. So that'll happen more, I guess, in this situation. But I'm more games. I'm glad. More money with more games. And they're saying if you ex- the expansion of the postseason 12 to 14 teams – will result in about $150 million right. in additional revenue. Now, the player share remaining in 2020 is 47%, right? That's the player share. It goes to 48% in 2021. But if the regular season expands, it'd be 48.5%. That's roughly $70.5 million that is in money for the players. But the young guy that's that's on that rookie contract he's thinking yes i need this i'm i'm not getting that much money now the guys that got money that got endorsement deals and they're towards the latter years is they're thinking man I, i'm worried about it, it, it just staying healthy yeah that's what i want that's my priority that money that extra money isn't for, isn't it for me it's it depends what side you're on more tv deals it's just the number's going to grow more and more with the new TV deals, additional uh, sponsorships. Of course the NFL guys want it. Yeah. I mean, how else are they going to pay, you know, to have guys like Tony Romo calling games and all Man, these networks we've got to talk about Tony. that. Let's get into yeah. that right now. $17 million is what Tony Romo will be paid to stay with CBS. A lot of people, uh, especially particular players in in the NFL that are playing right now, are biting back. This is bad timing because they're saying if you're putting that money into a broadcaster, well, he's making more money than a lot of players. That tells you how much CBS is making off the NFL if they can pay Tony Romo that much money to call the games. It's it's a cash cow. As as a player in the, under his last contract, he was making eighteen million a year, less hits, less interceptions, less fumbles. Less hurting Cowboy fans, uh, you know, feelings in the playoffs. I know some Cowboy, Dr. Dre, for example, he's listening right now like, you don't talk about my Romo, Jerry. <laughs> you don't do it. But at the same time, that man's getting paid now. He's getting paid. And, yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best. I, I'm not going to lie to you, though. I, 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 he's a little much for me sometimes. Sometimes I like to let the, the game play out itself. And sometimes he's he's more of a guessing game now. He likes to, like, be right. He, yeah. he, get, he gets off to that. You see him. He's like, this is what's coming. And, and now it's like, man, you're doing too much now. Like, just chill. Just chill. Hit your spots. Hit your moments. And let's be all right with it. But, yeah, he deserves it, man. Him and Nance in the game, it's like. 
that's mad. It that, that's the best one. It doesn't get any better. No, and I love what Tony does because I like to see what he sees. And, you know, he'll tell you what he's looking at and what they're doing. I love it when he guesses the plays. It's fun for me. So the other thing is it looks like ESPN's retooling the Monday Night Football broadcast, and the rumors are Peyton Manning. How awesome would I, that I be? I thought you were going to say they ate the booger and got him out of there. <laughs> that's where I needed it here. Get the booger out of I there. I know, man. Because... I mean, what do you do? Supposedly, they took their chances at at Romo as well, and they couldn't lock it up. So now they're going to go get Peyton Manning. And Peyton has said that, you know, he's wanted for Eli to, you know, retire. He doesn't want to have to comment on him. So, hey, maybe the timing works out here. And and Peyton's been doing – he has that little ESPN show. Peyton's Places. Yeah, yeah. so he's been doing some stuff in this arena so far. I mean, I think this would be the perfect time. He's just got to, you know – be willing to, to commit to all the, the extra work and having to, you know, hit right now he can do whatever he wants, whatever he wants. But I think that would be great because, man, the Monday Night Football broadcast, it's been – it hasn't been great for some time. Ever since Gruden left, it's been hard to listen to. Yeah, and Booger didn't make it better, and they, no. they moved him from spots to, to the Boogermobile, and then they had to make the Boogermobile smaller. And at this point, it's like they just need to keep moving him till he makes himself out of the stadium and wherever else it is that he belongs. Now, someone that didn't take kind to this uh, Romo deal is Michael Thomas, wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints. And he says, that's why we shouldn't sign the new CBA agreement. No way that the announcer should be making more than 90% of the players. Hashtag no for good measure. But see, Michael Thomas is one of those guys that's gotten his big deal. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so it, it matters what side you're yeah, on. Yeah, it matters what side you're on. So that, that's what's tricky about this. And look, Tony Romo is the best at what he does. And typically, whatever you do, if you're the best, you get paid a lot for it. Now, I'm curious to see what Peyton Manning's going to be because if Romo, and not to say that this is the way it's going to plays out, but if Romo just being a quarterback and just, not that any quarterback's going to go up there and explain it as he is, but if he was able to, you know, he'd take his football smarts and, and, and give it to us in this way, present it to us, what is somebody with Peyton Manning's football smarts going to sound like when he gets up there and starts breaking plays down? I think that's going to be fantastic. Be he, awesome. might, he might be better than yeah. Romo at the same time. And then at the, um, when Peyton Manning, he's, got, he's, he's more likable, if that makes sense. Like yeah. when Romo makes jokes, they're like corny and they're just like, ugh. But Peyton Manning's are like super corny. It's more like... Like, man, I'd like to hang out with him. Yeah, you know? he's got just, the dad jokes on yeah, lockdown. Yeah, he's got, like, the dad jokes on lockdown, and I just think he'd be throwing those left and right. Um, I'm curious to see what he sounds like. I think it just – but you know when that, that bar set. So now that we're setting the bar at the best announcer is working on 17 million uh, 10-year deals. Yeah. Well, then you set the bar. Be careful what you lay because everyone else is going to be expecting when they come on up. Like now Peyton Manning's bar is going to be set right there. Yep. Be careful. And Peyton loves him some long-term contracts with lots of money in them. Like Peyton didn't get cheated. Like even coming off that neck surgery, he was getting like a max contract from the Broncos. So that would make some sense. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it's it's the, the new era quarterbacks that are good at this, right? You know, remember Phil Simms got replaced by Tony Romo because offenses have changed so much in the last 10, 20 years. If you get a guy that just came off the field like Romo or Peyton Manning, they are in it. You know, they know what's going on, and they can – they can shed some light better than others on on what the defenses and offenses are doing. And to end this uh, CBA talk, we go to the newfound Fabio of the NFL in this uh, offseason with his luxurious hair, Russell Wilson. And he says the NBA and MLB are doing it right. 
Players come first. All players deserve the same. We should not rush the next 10 years for today's satisfaction. I vote no. But I vote yes for bets, picks, funnies. I vote yes for you to stick around for the next 30 minutes. We're going to give it to you big time here. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Oh, Sam Windsor with the Houston Sabercats here. Even when I'm down under, I'm listening to ESPN 97.5 on the app. You can stream the boys from anywhere. Mate. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The squad is here all unaccounted for. We got Josh Jordan, Andrew Carlson, Jerry Bo knows with a Z trying to bring you a little laughter, a little bit of fun, a little bit of money on a Sunday morning as we do every single Sunday morning from 10 to noon. This is what we do at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter or at that number 713-780-3776. You can also shoot us a text. We'll try to get to all of your guys, uh, you know, text, tweets and everything from Twitter. So let's get over to Lamont one more time. And he says, Michael Thomas needs to realize CBS does not have a salary cap, two different business models, and that's exactly right. Yep. He's thinking that it's, they're eating out the same plate. They're not. No. You know how much money CBS makes from the NFL? It's ridiculous. Exactly. And, and yeah, it makes – if you're going to use that term, then you start saying, well, this coach, like John Gruden, makes a, more money than a lot of – and don't get me wrong, that comes from the same bucket, but he's using it – he's thinking, how does this – a broadcaster make more money than 90% of the league. Well, you got to know your worth, baby. Like, you got to know your worth. And you knew it, Michael. You got paid. Oh, yeah. You got paid. So, he, Romo knows his worth. Obviously, CBS knows his worth. There's a lot of money. They saw that they dominated. They saw that whenever him and Nance did a, a, radio, a, a, a TV call, everyone, I mean, it was high praise. So, what happens with that? You got to keep things in, especially... If they know that ESPN's knocking on the door, right? What do they do? They got to go bigger and, and better, and then that's why ESPN now's got to think, man, we got to settle. But I'm not sure if it's settling. Whenever you use Peyton Manning, I'm not. I don't think that's the case because, to be honest with you, I've I've always liked Peyton Manning better than not that I've ever even thought about this. Like, who do I like more, Romo or Manning? That's never ran across my mind. But if now that I think of it, I think Manning's more of a, a you know, he's more the guy that shines in the light. I didn't. I'm to be honest, I was surprised not to think that Romo wasn't football smart but that he was going to be able to do it in this form because many if not quarterbacks in the past would have gone to the booth and they would have had the same success it doesn't work like that it's the way he presents it and he's been right on a lot of it too so that also plays a lot that's a big part of it and just think about it you don't usually talk about the broadcasters people talk about tony romo and how good he is so that that just tells you like if you actually notice the broadcaster and it's in a positive way then you're really doing a good job and I, I did want to talk to you a little bit about Laramie Tunsil. Mm. Now, it looks like his agent meeting with Bill O'Brien. And this is what Texans fans should want, right? You give up that much in the trade. You know, that, that's what you want. You, got, you want to get him locked up. So what do you think? They, do they get a deal done? They have to, I think, at this point. I mean, you better. 
you went this far. You knew that this day was coming. You didn't know that, um, or you had to know that he was going to, because Lane Johnson's deal, the Eagles Lane Johnson deal, he was out there. And many say that Tunzel is arguably the best at his position or top three. Yeah. You knew this was coming. He's young. You want him. This is the position you want to be in. You want to have that young guy at a position that you specifically need for a player that you gave up everything. You have to make this happen. Yes. And and now. Like, do it sooner than later. And if the CBA, and we got Lamont on hold. We'll get to him in just a second. Speaking of the CBA, you know, the, the money's going to go up. So the, the salary cap's going to go up. So there's going to be more money. And so this is a good time for the Texans to go ahead and, and lock down Laramie Tunzel. I, I think they have to do it, pay him, you know, what they're asking for and, and get it taken care of. Now, taking care of a of 25-year-old guy that's one of the best at his position, something that needs to happen. But you have to have to take care of Deshaun Watson. Yep. And then Zach Cunningham has also come up in conversations and quote O'Brien, Watson, Tunzel, Cunningham, I would say sooner. I would say the sooner we can get some of these deals done, the better. We want those guys on this football team forever. That's the way I feel about it. Deshaun Watson, we want him here in Houston for his whole career. I love Deshaun Watson, everything that he's about. I would say Laramie and Zach, all those guys, anytime you can solidify your team earlier in someone's contract, that can be a good thing for your football team. We're working through these things, different things. Oh, we're working through these different things daily. Quote. That's interesting. And, I mean... You saw. I don't know if you saw the press conference. O'Brien came out and answered a lot of stuff. He said he's given up play calling to Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator. He said that Jack Easterby, kind of what he does, he's, he helps him with the salary cap. He works in the video department. He works in personnel. He works with medical. Cool. <laughs> I know, it's right? It's good to know. Yeah. It's good to know he's doing something he's back there. We were wondering. of all trades. We were wondering. Let's Thanks, go. Jack. Let's get over to the HRMP listener line. We got my man Lamont. What's going on, Lamont? He wants to talk NFL and CBA. What's going on on a Sunday morning? Hey, man, what's the deal with it? Uh, hey, man, I'm thinking about this CBA, and it just puzzles me that that the players are always on the defensive. They always got to counteract uh, – what the owners dictate to them, and I, I just I ask myself, why in the hell y'all just won't uh, uh, just go and go for the big chalupa uh, uh, and, and say remove the uh, salary cap altogether? It works in uh, MLB, it worked in uh, NFL before. It satisfies all of the, the the lower level players, the middle range players, and the high level players. Uh, and I know people say you know the rich teams will, uh, uh, you know, just get richer. But all of them dudes, uh, man, we talking about these owners uh, uh, making uh, billions, man. Uh, they, they ain't no more richer than uh, the next one. And I, it just salary cap. I mean, to me, that's what I would be doing. That's all I have. Thanks, Lamont. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, NFL, the only, the only ones with the salary cap. Of course, you do have luxury tax in, in the other sports, but – now that it is funny how all the guys that have the big contracts are against this. The Russell Wilsons, the Michael Thomas, you know, JJ Watt. It, it's all these guys that have gotten their money. But yeah, look, I don't blame them. You, you got to do what's in your best interest, right? So it's just business at the end of the day. In the business states, this model that they're trying to, you know, exercise says that you're going to go from the upper 180 mils, 188.5, I believe exact. To, in 2020, you can be in two, uh, 200, and then they expect about a $3 million to $5 million increase the, the the following year. So that's how they say, 
well, you don't want to play this, the, the extra games and whatnot, but this is how this is how it's going to help for players like Tunzel for the teams to be able to make these deals. But eventually, that's going to catch up as well because the numbers are going to get bigger, and then you're going to have less move on the back end. You know how that is. The more money you have, the more you spend. Right? The yeah. more that's just the more option you have to spend it. That's just the way it works. But uh, you have people like let's say Aaron Rodgers. And he came out, and this is a quote on him. He said, I voted no last night. My, my decision to vote no is based off conversations I've had with men in my locker room, and I'm tasked to represent. This deal will affect every player that ever plays this game, and we have made the decision with only an abbreviated version of the deal, and that isn't good enough. Although I do see there are many things in this proposal that will improve the lives and care for past, present, and future NFL players, there's issues with others. 16 games, to me, there was never something to be negotiated. The owners made it clear that the 17th game is about paying for the added benefits and it had nothing to do with positive feedback received about any risk involved with adding the regular season games. Yeah, and then that's the deal, right? Is It's at the back end. They don't like the ratio of what those, those games at the end of the season, how much they're getting paid. But my whole deal is, is they have a whole year. You know, this doesn't have to get done until next year. It's, I think a lot of people are looking at this like, you know, what's going on with the owners? You know, why are they so pro getting a deal done now? You know, and a lot of people wonder if it's, you know, because of the, you know, the stock market had been good and now it's had, you know, some struggles the last few days. And with the coronavirus, I guess there's some uncertainty out no, there. No, that's on the asterisks. Yeah, the asterisks is they uh, put on their spring training sign. But, uh, yeah, so – We'll see. You, it just makes you wonder why the, the owners are like, hey, let's get this done now. I mean, why would they be pushing so hard for something that doesn't benefit them? You, it almost makes you wonder like they know something that you don't. And I'm sure the players have to kind of feel that way, too. Like, you always try and screw me. What's going on here? You the, know, The NFLPAs came out and said that they're not sure when the CBA ballots will even go out to the players. And that's they said that they were thinking maybe they were going to go out all of a sudden just last week just to see what happens. Some are expecting maybe in the few weeks, although it doesn't have to be done. Like you said, why is this happening all of a sudden? And we've it's funny because it came up quick on us because yeah. we did hear it like in in the few years past and in the previous offseason we started hearing about the expansion of the league but we didn't really put much thought to it like man this could really happen because we didn't think i didn't think i didn't think that there was going to be expanded playoff system i didn't no. i didn't plan for this i didn't and all of a sudden it just crept up so fast and the owners are putting so much emphasis on it that it's like hey right here like hurry this is a sign here this is the deal you're getting a deal here man there's going to be higher salary caps let's do it now close and you know when you make a deal in life when you go to get a car or, or a house and you make deals and you sign that line uh, previous to really acknowledging what the the entirety of that contract is going to mean sometimes things don't work out that well yeah. so you got to be careful and so you see i see lamont's point as well like hey let's get it done and then also like people like Aaron Rodgers though that says man i got to protect this locker room and i've talked to some of these guys and i'm not sure that that this is the way, but again, Aaron Rodgers has made how much millions throughout yeah, a career? Yeah, he's made so money isn't his priority. There's guys out there that are saying my career might be four or five years. I'm not. I'm just barely making it. That money's going to help me a tremendous amount. Yeah, I mean it's not wrong, and that's why I have no problem with everybody you know having a different take on it. So we'll see. What I do find interesting is there must be something going on with TV deals or or with something because. Major League Baseball floating out ideas on how they can change their playoffs, bringing in more teams. The NBA, you saw how they changed up the All-Star game. 
And, and that there's been rumors about them having like a midseason tournament. And then you have the NFL changing their playoffs and their ratings were fantastic this year. So I, I just find it curious that every major sport is kind of tinkering with their system and their, their playoff structure. I, I find that curious. And it makes me think the NFL is, is doing this so that they can go get a longer TV deal. If they know that there won't be a strike, then that's one less thing in the, at the negotiation table that they have to worry about when they go to the networks. And that's so much I think is going to keep getting played out into this, but you're hearing a lot of these guys that are leaders, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, those guys got a lot of pull. You know, they, they yeah. do, and they, got, they hold a lot of weight. Their word does, so they're ready to fight back, it seems. And I think it's a lengthy process. It's got to happen. We knew it was going to come up. I mean, the time's coming up. It's it's it, what's going to happen forward, but does this ultimately protect the players or, or, or their best interest? And I don't think a lot of guys that are putting on helmets still to this day are feeling that that, that that's the case here. And guys that put on helmets in the past feels like certain CBAs didn't take care of them after football. And that's what a lot of guys worry about. What's happening here? And a lot like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they're probably not even going to be active by the next time the next CBA. Ten years from now. They're not going to be active, so they want to take care of their own yeah. right here. They got to make sure, hey, hold on. like I, I, We got to take care of this here. Those guys aren't probably going to be playing. I mean, Russell Milson, the way he's looking, maybe. Maybe he plays when he's 60, the way with that hair. But Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to be playing, and that's why they got to make sure that they end their careers with the uh, things not in certain in their favor, but maybe not in the owner's favor as well. Yeah, and how often do you take the first offer anyway, right? Yeah, no, uh, more bucks, no whammies on a Sunday morning. We got one segment to go, and I'm going to bring you some more bucks, and we're going to do it like this. Wisconsin! Minus six points, five and a half at some spots. Go ahead and hammer that. Tell the bookie to get back. You don't know me like that. It's Money Line on ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Gia. We in the house for the 93 shot. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Last segment. Let's get it in, folks, so you can enjoy the rest of your Sunday, whether it's a barbecue with the family or whether you're just saying, I'm going to be a degenerate all day, and I need those picks, Jerry. And we're going to take Wisconsin to the house. That's what we're going to do because that's what we did last segment. We dropped Wisconsin, and we dropped a little bit of El Clasico on you. You better go to the podcast arena. Hey, and you better go get those picks because that's what we need every single Sunday. That's what we do here for the two hours. And if you miss anything, you can catch us on the podcast as well or on SportsMap because that's where all our work is. It is. Get over there at SportsMap, H-O-U. Follow us on Twitter. And uh, also check out ESPN 97.5's Facebook page, man. That thing has all of our best SportsMap content. We just take the best of the best and put it on there. So check that out. Um, we were talking about the Texans a little bit and Larry Tunsil. You know, talking with Bill O'Brien about, you know, his agent is and about a new contract. And I was looking, the Texans are going to have about $65 million in cap space after they cut Vernon Hargraves. That, that freed up about $10 bucks in 
this is in Jason Braddock's column on Sports Map. If you want to check it out, it's like the Texans offseason cliff notes. So it's a really good resource. So Tunsil is making around 10 this year for his cap hit. And during the break, we were looking at Lane Johnson's contract. He's making about $16.5 million. Uh, at least he's making, I think, 16 this year, 16.5 next year, and then about 13 the year after that. I'm okay with them paying Tunsil that. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? This is a good problem to have. Yeah. If you're listening, uh, do you want a, t- a player that doesn't isn't even worth that much? If you're if you're even talking about this, is because that's the, his worth, and then that's the uh, going price right now. That's the market value for that position. So why did you make all these moves that are potentially going to set you back in drafts and whatnot to not lock up a guy that it's in a position that is highly sought out for? There's teams right now wishing that they had that and. Uh, what did the Texans got sixty mil? I believe it's around. Yeah. So yeah, make the move, make the move, lock it up. And if you don't, uh, then it's on you. You you lo- you got It's it's a domino effect. Lock that up. Why? Because you have to protect Watson. And then now you got to sign Watson, and that's where the deal with. It, it sucks for all the other guys that are coming up that maybe want deals, but. If you want to make right, O'Brien, for uh, you know, do do right and and not have people forget what you did to Clowney by any means, because people aren't, aren't going to forget that, especially guys in the locker room. But to make it at least right, you know, pay off Tunzel. You have to, because I mean, the the deal's a disaster, right? If you don't sign him long term, oh, to give up two man. firsts and a second, and I then mean, have him leave. That 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 skeleton of of you know that closet of skeletons is going to open up again and and it's going to come back up. He has to know that. Yeah, he has to know that at this point it's just coming to a level ground. But like I wouldn't mind now that we look at the numbers, I wouldn't mind making him or paid around that area. Yeah, he deserves him, it. He'll be the highest paid left tackle in the game at twenty five years old. Yeah, I mean, and you have to do that. I think that's the move. And the other big news that Bill O'Brien made over the last week is he's. Says he's giving up the play calling to Tim Kelly. Did you see that? I don't know what to make of it. Is it a smoke screen? Is it, all right, let's do this so I have a, like, they you say a fall guy? Yeah. Someone else to take the blame? Uh, maybe it's that. I don't know. Say the Texans come out and things aren't going so well the first three or four games of the season. Does this a point where he comes in and steps in and says, all right, it's time for me to take over? I don't know what the thought process was behind this, but it's good to hear at least. At least it's something rather than him saying, I'm working even harder this offseason on play calling. That's not what you want to hear. So no. at least he's saying the things that you want to hear. But again, you he's he has to play his cards right because he's done a lot of you know he hears the talk. How many guys out of 100 in a room of, of Houstonians are going to say, man, Bill O'Brien's the guy? You know, they're not. He knows that. We know that. Everywhere he goes, they know that. So at this point, I think he has to do team-friendly things or fan-friendly moves. And I think that's that. That's one of them saying, you know what, let me give this up. Hopefully it goes good off the top. Every, uh, winning cures all. So if they come out and, and the offense is looking good and they're letting Watson do his thing, then then so be it. But – I just don't want to see him taken back over. Yeah, and that's that's what makes you wonder, right? Is this kind of just like a, a PR move? Like he knows people have felt that his clock management isn't great, and maybe that's because he's focused too much on the offense and not managing the overall game. And O'Brien said that in his comments as well, that he'll probably be less of his time will be spent near the bench while the offense is off the field talking to Deshaun and, and talking to the guys. Like he said, he's going to try and spend less time doing that and more time just focusing on the overall game. That sounds good, right? I mean, tell me more. Yeah. I mean, we remember the end of that Chiefs game. And when remember Deshaun had to go over there and be like, we got to call a timeout here. We got to go for it on fourth down or this thing's over. Yeah. I mean, we saw that. So that it makes me wonder 
and we have a video on this on SportsMap if you want to check it out about are you buying what O'Brien's selling? Is he really, you know, delegating this to Tim Kelly and and he's going to stay out of it, or is this just you know something he said so that people don't ask him about it? You know what I mean? And then once the season starts, he's going to have on a headset. He could be calling plays. Yeah, he can. And I'm like I said, I'm I don't know if it's a smokescreen. We're about yeah. to see. We'll find out real quick, depending on how the season starts. If they start losing, they're winning. Who knows? Who knows how much actual you see? He's saying the right things. He's delegating who's got what what uh what responsibilities within the organization. I guess let's see if it becomes true. But these are all his guys, right? Like he's not hiring, you know, some of the top guys in the nation from colleges to come over. You know, he's promoting from within. You know what I mean? So is it really a real conversation that's going on, or he's just surrounded himself with yes men? Let's end the show like this, and whatever your weekend's been like, hopefully it's not like these guys. Let me take you over to Florida. Uh, somehow we always in there, and then there's a 24-year-old guy. I'm, I'm going to save his name, but he was arrested twice on Saturday at 3 a.m. for aggressively offering to expose his genitals at several tables at IHOP. Not something that uh, is rare for IHOP. But then a few hours later, he got caught stealing donuts at a gas station, at which time the cops had to arrest him. So whatever your weekend was like last night, whether you lost your debit card, maybe spent a little bit more money than you wanted to, uh, it didn't go like this guy. Or how about this 42-year-old guy? His wife convinced him to play a, let's play a little hide-and-seek kind of game, right? And she allegedly murdered him (laughs) because she put him in a suitcase. (laughs) Hey, let's play this. Well, when he wanted out, and now there's cell phone footage so I don't know why she would have this. And the cops ended up, that's how she didn't even get arrested. What? Yeah, he ended up suffocating in this bag. And now she's being charged with the murder of her husband, Mrs. Torres. What kind of contortionist is this guy? He can fit in a suitcase? How about, <laughs> how about this guy in Destin? Again, we'll go to Florida. He's getting charged with indecent exposure. Again, somebody else trespassing in drug possession and drug equipment possession. This is known as the Florida quadruple. He allegedly <laughs> was uh, pleasuring himself in the neighbor's front yard. Oh, I mean, who hasn't done that? Martin finished up and passed out in the neighbor's front porch. Yeah, you always fall asleep afterwards, don't you? <laughs> At which time he was arrested because he had methamphetamine and a scale. <laughs> so whatever your weekend was like, we're going to sign off like that. We got a, about a minute left here in the show, and we end with with that because it, no matter what happens in these picks today, just think about these guys, and they're locked up right now. Don't aggressively try and show your genitals. That's what I took from that. Like he did it in an aggressive manner. That was the problem. That was the only problem, and the only problem here going forward is that these bets got a hit. We're gonna sweat them out together. The El Clasico, a little bit of college hoops, and check on sports math for the rest. So we sign off for the crew once again. Much love for joining us every single Sunday. We really appreciate it. Josh Jordan, Andrew Carson, and your man Jerry Bo knows with a Z. Peace. of research and innovation. Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now!